all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Hola a todos. Bienvenidos a una verdadera charla sobre el cuerpo de Cristo. This is straight out real talk. Hello, this is Joseph Brownlee with Real Talk today. Body of Christ. Real Talk. Welcome to the show today. Hello, everyone. How you doing today? Hello to all my international listeners around the world and also my listeners of USA. I'd like to say hello, hello, hello. Hello to the ones locally in the Chicago area and the surrounding areas. Hello if you listen to this podcast. Hello, believers. Hello, family and friends. You know, hello, hello, hello. If you're not saved, I still consider you a friend. I still consider you a friend. I just want you to have eternal salvation, but you still consider a friend. So hello to everyone that's listening to this podcast, saved and unsaved. The goal is for you to be saved. And I'm not going to hide that. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. The goal for me in this podcast is for you that is not that is not saved to eventually be saved. Okay? That's my goal. I don't I like to be upfront. I don't hide anything. I don't have a pitch at the end of my message. It's upfront. I want you to be saved. My desire is for you to be saved. That's God's desire. That's what his son died for. For you to be reconciled back to him to have eternal security in the heavenly places so whatever God desires I desire because I know anything that God desires is all good 100% there's no sugar coating there's no no in between 100% what God believes that is good I believe it by faith by faith so whatever God desires I might not understand everything but I know it's all good. I desire it. And his will, number one will today is for all men and women to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. First Timothy one and four. OK, so hello, hello, hello. Now, that could be first Timothy two and four. I might be quoting it the wrong way. OK. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Body of Christ real talk. This is mostly a topic without a topic because I don't have nothing planned that I wanted to talk about. Remember, I used to often uh, talk about topic without a topic, meaning I don't have a certain uh, topic or subject I want to talk about. So I just want to talk to you guys. And I'm going to talk about 
uh, I guess I did from several things, maybe 35, 40 minutes or maybe lesser or longer. But I'm just going to be compensating and just no rants, but just having a conversation in love with my listeners that listen to my show. OK, or just download my show, you know, whether you uh, a regular listener or you're a newbie or whatever, or curiosity listener. I just want to just have a conversation about several uh, topics and subjects, if I may. The first one I want to talk about is uh, a topic I've been really getting into the last few podcasts, and that's the uh, topic of AI, artificial intelligence. For the ones that don't know what artificial intelligence is, I cannot explain you different, but it's a special uh, you know what intelligence means. That's that's common sense for the human psyche. Knowing what intelligence means. Artificial just means that it's not human. It's more of a robotic or machines type of intelligence. That's the way I look at it. You hear really many definitions, but I'm just letting you, I'm just being real. Artificial intelligence is something that's not human. It's just like artificial sweeteners and artificial other stuff they put in there. Uh, just say, like, Sugar. You have real sugar and you have artificial sweeteners. Splendor, equal, you know, uh, stevia and stuff like that. Artificial sweeteners. Some are more better than others. Artificial intelligence is just something that's artificial and it's not human. And that aspect, that's why I look at it. So it's an intelligent thing, not a being. It's intelligent, uh, knowledgeable thing. But it's not human. It's artificial. If it wasn't artificial, it, it, it we'll call it what? The opposite. Human intelligence. But this is artificial, more robotic or something like that. That's my definition. I'm making my own definition because I don't, I don't like getting into the own, the big, large words and stuff like that, which come out to the same thing. But people are caught up in words and definitions and acronyms and stuff like that. I just be straight up, man. Artificial mean it's a human that's not real. I mean, it's not a human, but it has a certain intelligence. Intelligence is always the same. Some levels are higher than other. You even have human intelligence or you use a machine, which they call AI, artificial intelligence, that's not human. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So I've been dealing with that for the last, you know, few podcasts or whatever like that. And my somewhat of conclusion, because I will be talking about this subject uh, off and on in my pre, in my future shows as well. I will be talking about this subject, AI, that is. And uh, if you haven't heard my shows, just go back to my previous shows and uh, listen to the things and uh, the breakdowns and uh, what I was doing in the conversation I was having my last previous po- uh, podcast, my last previous shows. And uh, I like to get into other things as well because there's so much going around the world and locally and stuff like that and people lives and the world lives that I like to talk about that a lot of people are not aware of. So I like to just be that information is that uh, brings out awareness that people don't have awareness. It's not aware that's happening around them. So I like to get into different subjects. But since AI has been one of the hottest topics in AI, I have used and experienced AI chat box, GBT chat box, and BARD and stuff like that. It's three different programs that I have experienced, not all of them. And the three is uh, chat box, SAI, 
which can be the same, but just names that's used interchangeably, but they're separately, but they have somewhat of the same features. And BARD, which is Google's artificial intelligence called BARD. I never used the other artificial intelligence, and they're coming up like fire. They're, they're shooting up like fire, man. Like I was saying when I was uh, talking to my last show, that, man, every other, every two or three uh, articles on you, on Facebook basically was about AI, chat G-Box, how to start a business, how to do trading, how to do this, whatever like that. It was chat GPT. So that's the hot item on in the world right now. You got investing forums that's talking about how to invest in chat uh, GPI. And I have no, uh, uh, yeah, chat GPT. They got GPT 2, 3, 4. I don't know what that means. Maybe the more higher the numbers, the higher the intelligence. I don't know. And then you have Jasper, et cetera, and stuff like that. You have all this uh, AI stuff going now. That's really, I, I, you know, honestly, I, I never thought I'd be living in the time that we'll be talking about robots. I thought there was a lot of, a lot of, I remember when that song 1999 came up by Prince and, uh, you know, and at that time, many people thought you have a lot of super robots and stuff flying around since 1999. Prince made that song, what, in the early 80s? And many people was thinking then that maybe that stuff could be happening in 1999 because the movie, remember the movie Space 1999? And back in the, when that movie came out, I think what? the late 70s or 80-something like that, you know, uh, Martin Landau, Space 1999. Our, we, 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 in my era, uh, my era, the, uh, the late, the, the late of the baby boomers era was going into the Generation X movement. We thought 1999 would be like we're talking about now at that time. And that was like this late 70s going into the 80s. So 1999, we, was limited on what we thought was going to be all this stuff going on. So with the movies coming out, Space 1999 and Prince came out with a song, uh, 1999, uh, talking about what they thought what 1999 was going to be like. And many uh, talking points talked about that. So as humans, we were sold that how it was going to be. And then 1999 wasn't even nothing like that. So my point is, I thought at this point, how could that study, if it wasn't like that in 1999, how could it just be like this today? I didn't think that did because I didn't, I wasn't predicting I was going to be here today. But moving on to 2023, we're in the robot millennium. We're in the robot stage, not maybe, and it's not future now. And at that time, I never looked at 2023. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't know why we'll even be here in 2023 back then. And most, uh, maybe believers and people did not. So it's kind of looking back then in the 70s and the 80s in 2023. I, by the grace of God, I thank God that I am here now to see all this stuff that's going on in the world today. Okay, now I'm in my basement. I'm doing this show in my basement. So if you hear a a muzzled, if I sound muzzled and you hear that sound, that's just the air condition will be coming on. Remember, if you listen to my show, I do my podcast just about anywhere. And that's why I might not have the best sound. 
but it, it's good enough for you to hear. So my podcast is just like if you sitting on the couch and we just talking. Whatever you hear, that's what you hear and everything like that. You know, and I'm going to do something else different later on. That's why some of my podcasts sound clear and some sound kind of muzzled. Or you might hear certain uh, sounds because it depends what area I'm in, okay? Well, let me go back. So AI is one of the hottest things that's going on right now. And there's going to be a lot of money made. And uh, I just heard about this is already AI is already growing in the sex industry, which I'm not surprised. With artificial intelligence and robots, you know, you're going to always have uh, that uh, sex addiction out there, which is one of the biggest addictions out there. You know, I think it get kind of ignored, but sexual addiction. Is rampant, you know, porn. Yes, porn is the big thing, but you got people looking at cartoons now. They're looking at uh, animations and stuff that's having sex. You got cartoon sex. That's a big thing. Just imagine, you know, the possibilities of G, chat GPT and AI can advance that, you know, and that's, that's crazy. What's also crazy when I heard about the numbers, about 68% of pastors, men pastors, struggle with pornography and I don't make a joke of that because I know the struggle of pornography I know that I know about that struggle so that doesn't that that but the 68 percent of men struggle with pornography pastors I'm not talking about male male generally because it's high in women too but it's high in men struggle with pornography pastors in the church. Now, whether they saved or not, I don't know, but I'm just saying for the namesake of pastors, you know, in the church, 68%. And uh, it's incredible. But my point is, chat GPT, AI, and all these, uh, call them uh, humanoids or whatever like that, different names that we I, I didn't think myself would be manifesting itself in my time when I'm here. I'm 59 years old. I made 59, uh, thank God, June the 3rd. I'm 59 years old and close to 60 to see this, you know, and I'm looking at it like this. There's a reason I'm still here. There's a reason I'm still here. I'm not saying God put a, 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 some type of tab on me and called me to do this for this exactly day. I just know what because I'm still here, God is still going to use me for his glory. See, it's not like he's looking over me and say, okay, Joe, your time is up, you finna go. No, 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 I'm not saying that because God lets human nature and life take care of itself. That's why a Christian and a non-Christian is not promised day by day. Something can happen to any one of us day by day, a believer and an unbeliever. So I know that when I look at it in the spiritual aspect of it. So why I'm here, though, Whenever that time is going to be, God knows the time. But whenever that time is going to be, I use it for the glory of God or investing uh, God's grace or trying to bring people to more into reconciliation. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So AI, uh, this has been in the last year or two years. I'm going to say the last year, AI has got like hot fires in the last year since 2022. Now, since I've been looking into it, let me just say for me, it's, it's, it's very hot, this AI, okay? Now, 
like I said, I use AI for like uh, uh, encyclopedia, encyclopedia research, uh, dictionary, you know, uh, different things like that, you know, meanings of words, definitions of words. I use AI like I would use any type of computer or Google search or the old fashioned way people used to use library, which I've never done a lot of that for us researching. And, you know, thank God I don't because of my impatience. And that's what I use AI first. And I think it is good to use it for me for that particular purpose for me. Let me make myself clear. But at the same time, I know I know uh, the growth of AI is going to become evil. I know that the growth of AI is going to get into the wrong hands that I know that, too. See, it's just like the computer or anything. It's just like the regular cell phone. Whatever technology comes out is going to is going. You're going to have the good and the bad with technology or anything that's new. You're going to have the good with the bad, even with food. You know, food programs started out good. Somebody got a hold to it and became bad. Now they're putting stuff in your food. They're putting all kind of stuff you can't even pronounce in your food that we don't know nothing about. We just eat it and pray over it. That's why I say it's, a prayer. it's important to pray over your food by faith because of the stuff they're putting in it now. Even some of the health food, you don't know what's in it. You know, so you're going to always, not often, but always have the good with the bad. We can't get away from that while we're on this earth. We have to use wisdom and we have to just research. We cannot get away from that. See, while we are on this earth, okay, we can't get away with that. I don't have the answer of which foods are good and bad because it's just just look at this one. I'm not trying to scare nobody, but we're in the situation now. A lot of things are, are being passed that are good by who? The FDA, the CDC. Also, the same ones that are saying something that's not good are the same ones that's causing this stuff. The same ones that are proving this stuff. It's almost like I heard somebody say, which is true. They, they are the cause of the problem. They are also the cure for the problem. You, you see what I'm saying? This is the world we are living in right now. The one that causes a lot of issues are also trying to be the ones that's the cure. See? That's why in the last few years, I, I know, I already, I believe there's cures for cancers. I believe most definitely there's cures for diabetes and uh, most of a lot of the stuff there is a cure for, but they will not let you know about it. They cannot tell you that because you, they cannot make no money off healthy people. That's why you don't hear hospitals talk about natural remedies and stuff like that that'll take care of the most most gross thing in your body and, or the God-given uh, plants and stuff that can heal us today. That God had it there for a reason, you know. That's why they don't t- because it's about the kajing. It's about the kajing, kajing. It's about the money when it comes to big pharma and the medical system now. Especially here and the U.S. of A., United States, and they've been doing this for years. It's just more open now and prevalent because of advancement of technology. You can find out a lot of things about them now because they can't hide everything because they cannot keep up with technology. I don't care how much evil you do. 
It's going to be a technology that exposes you. There's always going to be people that expose you, just like vice versa. It's, it's going to always be the battle of good and evil. From the beginning of time, Satan and God, the battle of good and evil. So it's not never going to be 100% evil, just like it's never going to be 100% good while you're on this earth. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. This earth, now listen to what I'm saying carefully, on this earth, remember, the reason I say it like that, because after the reign of Christ, this thousand year millennium reign, after the seven year tribulation, after uh, Satan get bound a thousand years, he come back down, he tried to cause this war, then he get wiped out, and he finally get through in the bottomless pit at the great white throne judgment with the false prophet and stuff like that. There, this earth Heaven and earth would be melt away, according to Second Peter. Melt, melt away another uh, past uh, prophets. There would be a new heaven and a new earth. See? Okay? This is after the great white throne judgment. The new Jerusalem will come down and stuff like that. There would be a new heaven and new earth. Will be demolished. Because this earth now is cursed. It's no good. The heavens has been cursed because of the rebellion of Satan and the fallen angels. So God will make a new heaven, heavenly places. Not where he dwells at, but the heavenly places where we are going to be dwelling at. We as the body of Christ, we are going to be in those heavenly places. Not the old ones because the new that would be new heavens and a new earth. Now the Bible also could be talking about new heavens as the sky and stuff like that, you know, because it's three heavens. Okay, the heavenly earth, outer space is the second heaven, and God is in the third heavens where no man knows that at. We're going to be in those heavenly places, okay? Now, where is the heavenly places? I don't know. The Bible doesn't describe it. I just say heaven, heavenly places, as the Bible says it's in the King James Version, okay? All right. So we must understand that. So I want, I want you to understand what I mean when I say uh, as long as we are on this earth, because there will be a new earth. I won't be here. I've been in heavenly places. I'm just talking about the people and uh, uh, the saints uh, that's going to be dwelling on this earth in the future. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. All right. So, this earth we're on is cursed. You will always have good and always, and I mean always, not often, but always you will have good and evil. Good versus evil because that's what sin brung will never be a perfect 100% good on this cursed earth. There will never be 100% good on this cursed earth. Okay, there will, all, there will always be good and evil. 
That's what I mean when a person has good attentions. Whether it's technology, whether it's food industry, whether it's any type of thing or uh, idea that a person come up with for good, that's always going to get into bad hands. Or it could become evil with the one that created it. See, because as long as we're on this earth and we have our Satan and we have sin, anything could be manipulated. Anything good becomes evil and evil can also change and becomes good. On um, That's just the law, how it works here on this earth. Okay, that's how it works. Some things are good, turn evil. Some things evil, turn good. That's happened in human life. Some of the worst people get saved. And then you have a saved person, strictly, they cannot lose their salvation. That's the difference, you know. So let me just keep it in, uh, uh, in, a, in a point of uh, unsaved people when it comes to good and evil, okay? You could be good and you become evil. When we was born, the most of us wasn't born, in my opinion, evil. We was born in sin, yes. So anytime you're born in sin, you know, it's always a chance you can go the wrong way as well as you can go the right way. But you're still born in sin. But my point is we wasn't born. I wasn't born uh, thinking about smoking marijuana. I wasn't born coming out wanting to drink. I wasn't born wanting to commit adultery or sex or look upon or do this or do that. I wasn't born that way, you know. I was born when I, I, a lot of these traits was started with sin and then culture and television and ideas and all this stuff start getting planted in you. And then it's up to you to make that choice because we are in the flesh, you see. So we're going to go one way or the other. We might start off good and go evil or start off bad and then we, we, we grow up and then we become good. That's what I mean. You always going to have good and evil as long as you're on this earth. Now, let me say that some people are some nice, most nicest, nice, decent people that you would love to meet. I'm not saying they're a Christian or they're a believer because I meet meet several people that are not saved more nicer than believers because you got some mean Christians out there. They're just believers. They never have, they never learn to take care of their attitude or arrogance. A lot of Christians, you know, and you got some loving, beautiful personality-wise believers, but I'm just talking about people in general, the saved and the unsaved, just generally nice people, not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but generally, generally nice people. Then on the other hand, you got some just generally mean, evil thinking people. You follow, you follow what I'm saying? That's just the way it's going to be. Some people is going to just die evil and mean. There's some people will be generally good and decent people and die. The only issue with that, if they're either side or not saved, both of them are going to hell. See, both of them are going to hell. They're a good person and an evil person. Because it's not about the sin. It's about who they never accepted and believed in. You know, so both of go to hell, whether you're good or evil. So your goodness on this earth, your works on this earth or being nice to people, loving to people, it's not a ticket to heaven. Your evilness and your anger and all that and all the stuff you're committing, sin or whatever like that, it's not 
why you go to hell. You, you see, under this dispensation, under grace, see, it's who you believe in because that same person that's doing all this evil and madness still has a chance to go to hell when he repent of his ways as change his mind and decide to believe what Jesus done for him with a changed heart has much of a chance to go into heaven than that good person. That evil person can change his mind all of a sudden and take Jesus and accept Jesus in his life or her life and be saved and stuff like that and go to heaven, die and go to heaven, accept Christ as their savior by believing what he did and might die the next day and instantly they're in heaven. You might be saying, Joe, how can they go to heaven and face all that evil that they've done, all that sin that they've done? You, uh, listen to what I'm saying. It wasn't based on their sins, past, present, or future because Jesus covered that up anyway. See, we don't want to accept that. We can't handle that because we are performance and works-based thought people. It's how good we are. But God looks the opposite, the reverse way. It has nothing to do how good you are. Now, is evil evil? Evil is going to always be evil. Sin is going to always be bad in the eyes of God. But if he has nothing to judge you for when it comes to sin, he doesn't see sin. Why? Because everything that you've done, sin-wise, is on was put on his son, Jesus. We don't want to accept that. Churches don't want to accept that. But that's just the way it is under the grace period. That's why they call it amazing grace. We're never comprehending it can break down why. Many churches still can't comprehend amazing grace. They can comprehend good people doing good works, but they still cannot accept what I'm an evil, wretched person is not being charged for sin. Majority of churches still cannot accept that. But at the same time, they might preach that Jesus took care of all sins. But, it's always a but, if you only get saved, that's when you take care of, which is not under this under this period, okay, dispensation. Well, anyway, that's my point. That's my point. Until we know that as believers, and we can talk to and explain to the unbeliever about that, you know, we don't understand grace. We will not understand the, uh, the full definition of God's amazing grace. Grace. It's more deeper than just saying God's unmerited favor. See, yes, that's true, but explaining it under the time, under the ministries of Paul's ministry, and you know, the, the uh, from Romans through Philemon, and what, what the church is under today, the church don't really understand, or they don't accept, like they th- they say they do God's true amazing grace. Okay, all right now. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. How did I get to that? I know I was talking about good and evil, but my point is, all right, I'm going to get to something else right quick, but I'm going to finish with this. So if you didn't hear my uh, 
my Q and A, like I like to call it, with AI. I recommend just go back and check that out. Okay, now I get as much. I try to get as much information I can about people's perspective about the future of AI, artificial intelligence. This is just me. That's what I do. I do my research. I listen to people and stuff like that, you know, because I know there will be an issue. And I know artificial intelligence will play a part in the tribulation period. I know that, you know, to an extent. I know that. Uh, But what I do, I look at things in the best way I can in a biblical perspective. I don't try to predict. And I try not to assume. I try not to. It's kind of hard sometimes. That's just the human flesh. I try not to assume. I most definitely don't predict. I just say, I believe. How could it not? I believe artificial intelligence is going to play a big part in the tribulation period. How could it not play a big part? Because it's growing now. And it's the, uh, it, is, it's, it, it, it has to have some type of part in the tribulation period when the church is gone, the body of Christ, when the body of Christ is gone. You know, that's the way I look at it. I'm not predicting that's going to happen, but how some things is almost common sense is leaning towards that way. How could it not be a part of the tribulation period? So I see it advancing and being used by the enemy in that time. But now when I when I look at different, something I, I, I have learned Whenever you listening to today's scientists, if they are not a believer, if they are not a, like a Jordan Peterson, which is a, a self-proclaimed Christian, you know, but he's a scientist. You have, a, you have you have quite a bit of Christian scientists. If it's not a Christian scientist explaining what's the possibilities of artificial intelligence and stuff like that, or anything, plants, animals and stuff like that. I get very aggravated when I listen to a, 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 a more of an atheistic view of science. Why? Because first of all, I have an issue anyway. You don't believe in creation. So you're going to come up with all kind of numbers, made up numbers. That's never can be, never is proven, but made up numbers and data. That's the difference between a Christian scientist and an atheist scientist, or even a lukewarm agnostic scientist. But let's just say an atheist scientific view of things, of uh, life and stuff like that, because they're not creationists. They're mostly leaning towards it. Not fully, most of them, but they lean towards the evolution type of belief, the Darwin type of belief and stuff like that. So when they, even though their views are good and they got a point, what they mess up on when they start putting numbers up in there. So they just throw out numbers. They just throw out numbers. It's usually always an unbelievable, fantastic number, millions and millions or even billions of years. See? Okay, now where I'm going with this, when I listen to information uh, about what certain scientists that's against AI and they want AI to be stopped because they see the dangers that AI can cause, some of them go as far as saying will cause, and I, I believe in both of them. Uh, my patience is very short when they start talking about, for instance, just say this, things have been changing, you know, and 
since these type of developments been growing over billions and billions and millions and millions of years ago, and that's that turns me off. And they say it with such confidence and passion, and many people just look over it because they want to hear what you want to talk about. I cannot. Because when you start throwing out numbers out there, and I know as being a creationist and believing in God, that the earth is not that old. People have not, you know, things are not that old. And I have a hard time getting past that when I when I hear a scientist talking about it. But even though they have some most knowledgeable, intelligent information, most of their things are theories and speculations and opinions and assumptions. Now, we all do that, but when the scientists start talking about numbers, like the first animal was made millions and millions of years ago, which is a lie, if you're an evolutionist, you would disagree with me, but I, 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 I bet I, I, bet I, can, prove, I can prove uh, creationists more than you can prove numbers-wise than being an evolutionist. But I'm not going to get into that, uh, you know. But anyway... When I listen to these different scientists talk about AI, I have to try to get, ignore the numbers they put out there about how this started developing. And a few of them I looked at them, to be honest, which I couldn't do it no more. Another thing that's been turning me off, which I know why so many of these intelligence and knowledge are going to be so deceived why most scientists and intellectuals have no type of spiritual views at all. They believe in robots. They believe in other things, but they don't really believe so much in the spirit realm. They can believe in aliens and all this stuff, but they will have no idea about the spirit realm because it's always a spiritual aspect of it. So when, when you hear talking points, or talk shows, or intellectuals, or scientists talking about something that you you agree with them with that need to be slowed down and stopped, you notice it's never biblically based, unless you are a Christian scientist. But let me just say, uh, these are not Christian scientists. They are atheist scientists or evolutionist scientists, whatever you want to call them. They, they lean more towards evolution, evolution theory and stuff like that. So therefore, you're not going to hear a biblical perspective for a solution. You, you're not going to hear that. So, you know, even if they might even say God, but who is God to them? See, it's usually it's not the same God, but you're not going to, if you are a believer, a Christian, if you are a believer, you're, if you're looking for them to give a, a biblical perspective, you're not going to get it. You're going to get a lot of far-fetched numbers and assumptions and stuff like that, like a lot of evolutionists and their theories are. You're not going to get a Bible biblical perspective. Even though we might agree on there's going to be an issue in the future with this artificial intelligence, no doubt. I agree with that. But their theory, why and how they, what they need to do, they're going to always point out what man, what we need to do. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to do. We need to do this. What we need to do, we need to do. It's never what God can do and what God will do. Why? Because they're not looking at it in a biblical perspective. They are not creationists. You understand what I'm saying? And I have to find myself 
uh, I got to swallow and stuff like that because I'm trying to find out about AI and the possibilities of the investment that this artificial intelligence will get more smarter. I don't doubt that. But when you come with your story, you start talking about history of the past, and then you get in those millions and billions of years ago, then I just say, man, I have to turn you off. Because why would I believe you? See, you don't have no data and proof when you come up with these numbers. That's just the way y'all do things. You throw numbers out. That's why I have an issue with numbers, even with good-meaning people or Christians. I have a I have a issue with numbers. I, I get it. I, I get numbers, but I have an issue with numbers on the good and the evil side, or the left or the right. I have an issue with numbers. I'm always skeptical when it comes to numbers. Not that I don't believe it. I just, you either underplan or you overplan it when it comes to numbers. Because I'm the like this. My mind gets to work and I'm saying, how you get those precise numbers? How many people you know came to the hospital at that exact number? How many blah, 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 blah. And it's a chance that you miss some people. It ain't it's a chance that everybody put their names up, blah, 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 blah. But you make it like it's a, it's a precise number. And only, I look at it like this. Only God knows the precise numbers. Now, you got a good mathematicians and people out there looking for data. But I just believe God knows precise numbers numbers of, you know, stuff like that. So when a person say, you know, 800,000 kids missing a day or 12,000, 20,000 kids missing a day, I can't help it. Maybe I'm just cherry picking too much my mind. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Goes everywhere. How you come up with those numbers? It could even be higher or lower. See, I don't know. So I don't look at the numbers because to me, 5,000 to 1,000 kids missing a day is a lot to me. So those astronomical numbers, it's not going to make me say, wow, whoa, because just five, a thousand, five, ten thousand kids missing a day, that's too much for me. It don't have to be uh, astronomical. See, that's the way my mind works. That's the way my mind, I'm always constantly thinking, you know, I'm always, maybe I'm too careful, maybe I'm too over analytical, which I am sometimes, but that's the way I think sometimes. So I'm kind of funny when it comes to numbers, evolution numbers. I'm, I just, I just get disgusted. My stomach turns because I know they just making up numbers. They're not even trying to find the truth of numbers. So they just throw out numbers. The Earth been here. This, this, this been here millions and billions and billions of years and billions and billions of years, man. You go to these, uh, these atheistic, uh, shock, uh, museums. 
If you look at their history, when the animal first came out and when it starts, it's always billions and billions and 50 billions years. Why? Because they don't believe in God. They are evolutionists. They are theorists. They don't believe in creationism. So if you are a believer and you're listening to this, if it doesn't aggravate you, then it's some other issue. See, so you have to learn to ignore the numbers and look at what's going on today. See, don't look at millions and millions of years ago. Look at the time as a believer as I'm looking at over 7,000, maybe 8,000 or 6,000 years. Look, keep it at that time. Forget the numbers they put out there because it's not going to make a difference. You know, so that's the way I try to do it if I can get through <laughs> one of these type of interviews. But I'm saying I just get impatient with all not a lot of nonsense when it comes to numbers. You're not impressing me with numbers. You know, you just don't impress me with numbers. Now, that don't mean I don't look at data. That don't mean I don't, you know, look at data and stuff like that. I believe when I look at data and I look at how many people that supposed had died when they was talking about the PJ Vax and COVID and stuff like that. I know a lot of it was exaggerated and I knew some was undercounted. So I knew both sides and everything. Now I look at the high numbers and stuff like that, you know, I'm just saying, oh, for instance, okay, these numbers have been called in. These numbers have been reported. That's how, if you're doing your real data, this is the data I look at. I'm going by real data, meaning that they have been uh, reported, whether it's real or not. I don't have a proof about being real or not, but I'm just saying the ones that have been reported, reported, and it's written down in data. That's the data that you will get me with it. Like I said, oh, okay, I can see how they came up with that data. Now, that does not mean that the data is accurate. Why? Because everybody doesn't report Everybody, you understand what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't report what's going on. So an accurate data search will only look at the data that's really being reported, not exaggerated. That's why I could say it could be old, it could be more or it could be less. So if it's a data reporting that uh, people called in uh, and they feel, whether it is or not, that they got uh, the PJ vaccines the cause of them feeling sick, feeling sick or even... Uh, died or some type of effect. You said about 75,000 to 100,000 people has been reported. Reported. It's been wrote, written, and they add that up. Yes, that's real data. Okay. Being reported. But a real data analyst, in my opinion, if they are honest, will not add to it or underplay it. They would not say, okay, uh, there was 75 to 1,000, 100,000, make it even up, 100,000 people that reported being sick, you know, after they got the PJ Vax. You know, what they will say, now it could be much more. Not much less. It cannot be much less. Why it cannot be much less? Because these are documented datas. And it can go down. If anything, it can go up. Reason being because the uh, the hundred thousand can actually be two hundred thousand. Those are counting the hundred thousand that never reported that that effects. You see what I'm saying? That's real data. Evolutionists don't use data like that. They just throw out numbers and any type of numbers. They just throw it out there and you go from there in the air and people believe it. Okay, how did I get to that? <laughs> 
hope I'm not getting that way. Anyway, I have an issue with that. I, another thing I have an issue with, man, I always think they can come up with the idea to stop intelligence or anything. They could stop this certain food poisoning that, which is out there. They could stop this certain whatever and whatever like that. They had to do this with the government. They're, even if they're atheists or they're just agnostic or they just whatever, even some believers or conservatives fall into this category, which is sad, of depending on what we can do to make the earth better. Now, I'm, don't get me wrong. It's still some things we can do, you know, to try with our votes or whatever like that to make to be a help. But just to, to turn America around, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen by man. It's not going to happen with politicians. It's not going to happen with science. I don't care how advanced you are. It's not going to even happen with AI. AI is not going to be able to turn a good AI. Artificial. I don't care how much knowledge they got will not stop what's going to happen to this earth, let alone the USFA. So that's my point. And I'm not saying this as a negative doomsday person. I'm just looking at it in a biblical lens. What the Bible said, what is the ending going to be for this earth and people? So I don't need to look at all that. I just go about what the Bible says. So when they throw out these theories, and a lot of them are theories, you know, of their thinking, conspiracy theories or whatever you want to call it, or assumptions or what we can do, they're limited. They have to understand they're only limited. See, AI is limited when it comes to the spiritual and the power of God. Artificial intelligence is limited. Demons are limited. Satan is limited when it comes to the power of God. God is in control of everything. But if you're not a creationist, you cannot see that. I can see that. That's why I look at it so different. I don't look at man saving the world. I don't care how intelligent you are. And I know you mean well. But if you don't believe there's a being out there that's over everything, even Satan, if you don't believe in creationists, that there was a creator, you will be deceived. You're going to be deceived because you're depending on what man can do. See, in God's eye, the creator, it's all finished already. You will not be able to understand that. And believers, a lot of Christians and believers, you got this. I understand I'm the same way. We got to get back to the basics of the Bible that predicts a lot of these things, not out so much out in writing individual has going to play. We have to understand it is finished. So no matter what we keep trying to do to make America better or whatever like that, America is going to fall. There's going to be only one superpower and it will not be America. There will be one super powerful leader. It ain't going to be the WEF. It's not going to be the United Nations. It's not going to be China or Russia. It's going to be this world leader that's going to use nations. But all these nations will have to submit to this one world power and this one world leader. See, if when you're not a creationist, you think man can save everything. Man is the problem. Listen, man is the problem. Human beings is the problem. You cannot save the problem if you are the problem. 
<laughs> you see what I'm saying? You cannot do that. Because there's a sin problem. There's a problem with Satan and there's a problem with self. I like to call it the triple S's. Man is the problem. Okay? But by you not believing in God and the creation is that scientist, you basing everything on what man can do. Okay? Me, me, you, you, we, we, you, you, we, 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 you, you, we, we. I'm sorry. You guys, we're in trouble if we just keep basing on what we can do without putting God in there because there's nothing. You are blind. First of all, you are blind and limited at what you think about the power of Satan. See? See? When you don't believe there's evil spirits, when you don't believe in a lot of demonic activity, you have, that's an issue with that. When you just focus on man's and how they make technology, and you don't really believe that spirits and demons play, will play a lot of parts in that, you are already lost and gone. I don't care how much knowledge you get. When you don't believe in the spirit realm, or you don't take the spirit realm seriously, everything is science and there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't believe in the spirit realm, demons, evil spirits, angels, where you don't believe in the spirit realm, you already messed up. You already messed up. Okay? That's what I wanted to get out there. I wanted to talk about that. I think this is very important for my listeners to understand, you know, where, where I'm coming from in a biblical, looking at things in a Christian lens, looking at things in a biblical lens helps us uh, so much. Uh, when you look at it, that does not mean you're not aware. That does not mean that it doesn't bring some type of fear, but as long as you're in the flesh, it's going to bring some fear in the flesh. See, and I, and I often says that my spirit man does not fear what's going on, but the flesh does fear certain things because the flesh is so limited. You know, the flesh cannot comprehend the, uh, the knowledge that this artificial intelligence is going to grow in because we are limited in this human body, not the spirit man, the flesh man. See, the only way you can look at it that way, if you are a believer and you believe in creation, you won't base everything on a humanistic point of view or a science point of view or theories and stuff like that or technology and stuff like that without looking at the spiritual aspects of everything that's that's, that's really the, the biggest movers and shakers out there is what Satan is doing. He's the big mover and shaker. Whether you believe in Satan or not, he's the one running this stuff. See, that's what my point is. You can do, you could not believe in God. So most, if you don't believe in God, a lot of you scientists don't believe in Satan. You don't believe in the spirit world. That's that's what I mean. You know. And then when you not, you don't even know that who's running this thing, who's the prince of the power of the air, who's the god of this earth, Satan. You will not even know that. Or why? Because you don't believe in creationists. You don't believe in the spirit world. You don't believe there's a God. You have a God already calling shots on this earth. Satan, he's the prince of the power of the air, the God of this world. He's not human. He's an invisible spirit. Spirits run things. 
not artificial intelligence, not man's wisdom and knowledge, spirit that's triple and quadruple more advanced than any artificial intelligence. See, as long as you don't believe that, you are an easy prey for deception. Because Satan is the puppet master, the one manipulating and starting all the stuff he's using, man. But when you just a scientist and got a, a, a evolutionist atheistic belief, you only limited that what man can do. You really think, and I, I believe a lot of you are sincere. You really believe if they just shut all the AIs off, that's going to slow down a lot of this stuff that's going to happen in the world anyway. No, it's not. Satan is going to use other things anyway. See, the inevitable of destruction is 100% going to happen. <laughs> Period. Now, I don't mean that with a snarky laugh like I just done, but it's more like a duh common sense look. See, in other words, the world in this in this state is gonna fall. There will be a new heaven and earth. Period. That don't mean you don't stop fighting and, and looking up to I'm not saying that at all. We need to stand up on things. But we have to understand as believers, as Christians that believes in creation, that believe there is a creator, that believes in a savior. We have the advantage. We have the, the knowledge of what's going to go on. We know the future, not because we predict it, because we believe what the Bible says about the future. That's the difference between they trying to figure out how to slow this down. We shouldn't be trying to figure it out because we know the end game. Even though we stand up on things, we know what the end game is going to be. You, you follow what I'm saying, but you don't know that if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in the creator. You don't believe in Satan. You don't believe there's spirits out there. You believe in aliens. You believe in technologies. You, you get all this stuff about flying saucers and stuff they find and whatever like that, man. You you don't you can't comprehend it that it might be aliens and demons manipulating all this stuff. Besides holograms and all this other superficial stuff that they use. See, you won't let your mind go that way because you don't believe there's demons and spirits or even angels. You don't believe it. You, that's the issue when I mean the spirit realm when you deny the spirit realm you are in trouble it's bad enough when you don't believe in God see you're useless the definition of reprobate even in a believer is useless you're useless God can't use you you're useless Useless and a believer when they're in a reprobate mind does not mean they're not going to heaven, does not mean they're not saved. Just God cannot use you. You're still going to heaven, but he cannot use you on this earth. So you won't have uh, as many crowns either, but God cannot use you because of your mindset. It might be a denominational, traditional mindset and belief. God cannot use you. Okay, that's what I'm going into the final subject. This is the other thing I want to just talk about uh, as a believer. <sighs> Believers or Christians. 
We need to speak up on the word of God. We need to try to get the right sound doctrine out there. No doubt. We need sometimes we will go back and forth with a believer, a fellow believer. That we don't agree on certain doctrines and stuff like that. Correct? Now, I often say uh, when they come to tell us someone about the truth about Jesus and the uh, how to rightly divide, the problem is not going to be with the unsaved. Our biggest problem is going to be with the saved or the church goers. That's going to be a believer's issue. Not the unsaved, but the saved when it comes to doctrine. You, you don't follow what I'm saying? Because others say most of the time they believe in all kind of stuff and they have a theory about certain things. But I'm talking about a, a, a confessing true body of Christ believer that has a different take or look or interpretation when it comes to the gospel and they don't know how to rightly divide. They have a traditional denominational type of belief. That's who we're going to have the issues with. That even, Paul had issues with that. Paul fought with that. He had issues with his own Jewish people because they was in the kingdom program. See? They believed still in the circumcisions and stuff like that. You know, a lot of the leaders would not accept Jesus because their Mosaic law comparing that. Jesus, when he came, he didn't abolish the law. He fully explained the law to them. See, they was putting a lot of, adding a lot of man-made traditions to the law. That's what's not in the law. So Jesus had to, uh, when he done a lot of teachings on that, he tried, he tried to explain to them more clearly about marriage and everything, which they was putting man-made traditions in there. He was explaining, not abolishing it, but explaining what this part of the law really means. And they did not like that. See, what they thought the law was, they was wrong. So Jesus had to elaborate and explain what the law, what this really mean about marriage or what this really mean about this, about this giving and stoning and stuff like that. When they wanted to stone that woman, they didn't know the real definition of that. So the, the God himself had to explain the law to these traditional law uh, breakers. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday trying to grab all the groceries in one trip oof not how you would have done that you know sometimes less is more like when you drive less and save with the usaa annual mileage discount usaa get a quote today you understand what i'm saying so when we as believers are talking to another believers about rightly dividing you know we have we have to come to the conclusion that some of these believers is going to be left in a reprobate mind. Say, Joe, what do you mean? Reprobate. I just found out the real definition myself. This brother explained it to me with scriptures that I never looked at. So the uh, 
biblical tradition of reprobate, like a lot of us grace teachers and other believers, believers, not what we think. Reprobate could be a believer or a believer from what I'm, I'm learning. And it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> now, I'm not, I'm not saying that because something makes a lot of sense that it's true. You know, it's a lot of untruth on things that make sense. But my point is, yes, I believe this is the correct way to look at the term reprobate. So therefore, some believer is going to be left in a reprobate mind. And based on that, uh, he went through uh, Romans uh, 18 to 27. He was explained that a lot of us as believers was thinking they was talking to Gentiles and God was talking to the Jews. And he, he has scriptures to back that up. And I say, yep, I was in error, I, but I was in error. But I'm always hungry for the truth because I'm talking, I'm trying to teach others. I want the truth. You know, I want the truth. But anyway, we have to learn that some believers will be left in that useless mind. If reprobate is too heavy for you because you don't want to get out your own definition of it, that's OK. So let's just say useless, useless mind set. In other words, they're going to be stuck in stupid. They're going to be stuck in their ignorant ways. Paul said, let them be, st and paraphrase the way you leave them in their ignorance. They don't mean they're not saved. They don't mean they lose their salvation. It just mean some of them, God cannot use them. They're not going to grow. Which is sad, they're not going to grow. They're limited in their growth because they're, they're useless. The Holy Spirit cannot use them. So, when a person that's stuck, a believer, a Christian that's stuck in a reprobate, useless mind, he's going to heaven, she's going to heaven, but she cannot grow and he cannot grow. They are not growing. They're growing in that denominational belief. They're going to traditional wise. They're being led by some spirit, but it ain't the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit can't use you if you're not following the correct doctrine. You, you understand what I'm saying? You can cry and shout out emotions and dance around and whatever and sound good. You could be right in a lot of things. Guess the Holy Spirit can use you on the things that you are correct in when it comes to the Bible. But it's certain doctrines that you're stubborn with. He cannot use you. So you're not growing. You cannot grow when you misapply God's word. When you pick denominational traditional beliefs over God's word, when you know God's word is not saying that you're reading it yourself, but you decide now you try to find other scriptures to justify why you don't believe in that scripture you don't want to accept. That's when you're in a reprobate as a believer. You are useless for God to use. No, he didn't turn his back on you. Yeah, you ain't losing your salvation, but he, you cannot grow. You cannot grow. Growth does not mean, let me put this out there, when a church uh, congregation is growing with thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people, they have the biggest mega church out there. That's not a sign of growth and the faith. You have a cult that have big churches. You have atheists that have big churches. So multitudes of people does not mean growth. It's in numbers, but it's not growth in God. It's not growth in the faith. Numbers are easy to 
fulfilled. Num- That's why I don't base a lot of my podcasts on numbers and stuff like that. That don't mean I'm doing a good job because I got a lot of followers. They just got people that agree with me. Don't mean I'm right in the faith. That's my point. So numbers can be very, and most of the time, very deceiving. Okay? And, uh, because people just going to agree with you, whatever you say, they're just going to agree with you because they like you. They like how you talk or how you pronounce things, so they're going to agree with you. That ain't helping them, and it most definitely ain't helping you. But my point is, a lot of people and numbers don't mean you're growing in the faith. You understand? Uh, most of these churches and denominations are not being used by God. They are man-made things that they're doing themselves. You're not being used by God because you, you're misrepresenting him by teaching wrong doctrine. You are responsible for teaching the people a doctrine and they're going to hell. You are responsible for that. I am responsible for that. If I'm doing that, you you understand what I'm saying? You're useless. You're, you're, you're going to have lack of rewards in the heavenly places. You still go to heaven, which is better than anything on earth, but you cannot be used by God because if your denominational, traditional refusal to believe what God's word is really saying, you took traditional beliefs, years of traditional denominational belief over the word of God. When people say, yeah, people can attack the word of God any way they want to. No, you can't. You saying the Holy Spirit is confusing everybody then. How is the Holy Spirit giving everybody these different interpretations and meaning of his word? Ain't no interchangeable meanings when it comes to the word of God. It is what it is. So there is a way for you to know the truth. It's just a matter of you believing it. <laughs> That's all to it. Ain't no, you believe your way and I believe your way. No, the church is supposed to be a one accord. It's just a matter of you and I believing it. It's not an interpretation most of the time problem. It's a belief problem. And why we get so confused? Because of denominational traditional beliefs. And we can't see the word of God of what he's really saying. Therefore, the Holy Spirit cannot use you and I if we are stuck in our stupid denominational ways. We are reprobate. We're useless to him on this earth. Period. This is hard and tough, but it's what it is. Thank you, Trey Cersei. Thank you, Trey Cersei. Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. We ain't got no business trying to direct. Some people, it's, it's a lot of uh, somewhat bad teaching out there, and it's a lot of false teaching. I try to make it say bad teaching is people are ignorant. They just grew up teaching that way. It's a chance that they can be corrected. If they don't want to be corrected, even though you try to get them there, then they left in a reprobate. They are not growing. They think they're growing because they get a lot of members. And the people call and talk about got saved. You got saved on what? If I ask you, how do you get saved? And that person, that pastor said, you get saved that way. I can tell you, you're not saved. But I can get you in the right direction. See, it just, it just takes believing in what Jesus has done for you. You might not even know that and be saved. So it's just, you have, it has to be explained, you know, about salvation. It does. And, and, including myself, we kind of missed, missed it in that. We need to explain salvation to people. What is salvation? How to be saved? Before we just say you need to do this, we need to explain it to them. Okay, we really do. Not, most, a lot of us as believers are guilty of that. We need to explain salvation if you know how to be saved yourself. It's sad to say a lot of people that think they're saved are not saved. 
Okay, but I'm not going to get too deep in that now, but I will be speaking about that off and on because this is very important. It's not about me, it's about salvation. Okay, so spending your ministry critiquing everybody's doctrine is somewhat to me sometimes a waste of time because the gospel is not getting out. We're supposed to be out there trying to reconcile the people who want to listen, not spending our time trying to debate other Christians believers and the faith while we are doing that people are going hell, going to hell and dying in a hell basket because we are not going out there talking to people and witnessing about Christ the unsaved we spend more time debating each other about doctrines than we do out there witnesses and telling people about Jesus what he done for the world when we come together as a church, we're supposed to come together and grow in the church one accord. Not We're going to disagree, but bickering and all that stuff, man, we need to grow as a church. That's what the church is. For us to grow, the church is not for the unsaved. Let me say this again. Contrary to man-made, Satan-made, traditional beliefs, the church is not for the unsaved. I don't care if you are in a building. It's for believers. Believers to grow grow and then we go out there and we we tell people about the reconciliation so they can be saved so they can become part of the church and when they become part of the church they are part of the church and then we gather and we grow together not the other way around the unsaved and the saved don't mix that's why you got a lot of churches with the unsaved mixed with the believers that's not the real church I know y'all never heard this before, but this is the Bible. You look how the church was. They don't go around, hanging around and following around and congregate, trying to mix it both ways with the believers. When Jesus talked to them, even a kingdom program, he was specific. And he told them what you really follow him for. And Paul's time, all Paul's books are talking to who? The church, not the unsaved. It's talking to the saved. Okay. I'm going to end with that. So those are a few things I wanted to talk about. Now, the way to become part of the body of Christ, I, I tell you often all the time, it's your belief. Stop focusing on your sin. You become, people are, the teachings of the kingdom is so broad and 90, 95% of the churches or even higher, it's works. They, are, they make a person even save people, but they make a lot of say uh, unsaved people sin conscious. Something that they have to do. They're stuck in the past and the kingdom program, which is not the gospel of salvation for today. So you become so sin conscious, and it seems like the more sin conscious you become, the more sometimes some people sin they commit because they're too focused on not trying to sin. So that's an easy target for Satan, his minions. I like to put it his minions because he don't need the message. He just send his minions. And sin. When you keep trying to say, I'm going to stop doing it, blah, 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 blah. You know, because you come, you become so sin-focused, it's hard for a believer to believe and accept, you know, even myself at times, but I believe it, to accept that every sin that I commit or even think about has already been dealt with. That's hard for a traditional believer to accept because they often feel that it's something they got to do. If it was something you had to do, Jesus died for nothing. 
If it was based on something you had to do, if you got to sit up there and say, I need to repent, which you got you confused about repenting of sins, uh, I need to do this to be right with God. Then what did Jesus die for if it had to do with your sins? Why would you need to try to stop sinning, which you never can, or try to follow the law, which no man never could, but Jesus? How are you going to do it? If Paul can do it, if Moses can do it, if no other patriarch in the Bible, 66 books can never obey the law when it was in the law, obey the law. What makes you think you can follow the Ten Commandments and go to heaven? That's narcissistic. That's arrogance. What makes you think you can do it? What makes you think you can please God by works if they couldn't? Under grace, I'm talking about. What makes you think you can? What makes you think you can make yourself righteous in God's eyes on what you do? That's just throwing what Jesus done, cursing him back in his face, saying he died for nothing. It's still something I, yeah, he died for the world, but it's still something I got to do to accept that it's the way to be forgiven. No, you're forgiven regardless if you accept it or not. The only difference is you're just going to die off of, you're going to hell being forgiven if you don't believe what he done for you. That's the only difference. It ain't got nothing to do with you and I. It is finished. Do, do we understand when he said it is finished? What did he mean? He wasn't talking about salvation. He was talking about sins. The penalty of sins is finished. God is not imputing his sin on no man or woman on earth. That does not mean the saved. It wasn't even fulfilled yet until it was revealed to Paul. So how could you sit up there and say, oh, you have to be saved first? Man-made traditions, which God hates. Man-made traditions. He hates it because he know what it does to people. And the church is an example. It's your belief of what he done for you. Not who he was, it's what he done for you. His death, his burial, his resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 4. You might be tired of hearing this, but that's the gospel message. Why would I be ashamed to keep saying the gospel message? That's the gospel message. I'm never going to stop saying it, whether the flesh want to or not. I'm never going to stop saying this is the gospel message. This, 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 this is the salvation message. There is no other gospel or other way to be saved but believe in what he done for you, not who he was. Not that he was your king, it's what he done for you. It's the key to salvation. You could believe Jesus is king and Messiah and who he was and go to hell. It ain't about that ain't salvation. This is not the kingdom program. You are not Israel. They had to believe that way. You are under the grace of God. Under the teachings of Paul, the gospel of the grace of God, Acts 20 and 24. Your sins have not, is not being imputed against you. Opinion, imputed in a layman terms, it's not being charged or counted against you. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. We are called in reconciliation, 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. 
read 25 and 16. We no more follow Jesus in the flesh. In other words, we don't follow his earthly ministry, what he done no more. We don't follow no man in that era like there was then. We don't go back that era had Jesus done salvation in that era. That's what 2 Corinthians 5 and 16 means. We follow no man. We used to follow Christ in the flesh. Flesh meaning his earthly ministry. We don't follow that way no more. We are new creatures in Christ. You are a new creature. Okay, we are new creatures. We are under a new dispensation. There's a new kid in town. The gospel of the grace of God by under the teachers of the apostle Paul. Okay? God bless you all. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, Real Talk. I just feel that within me, it is important on Body of Christ, Real Talk to talk about Jesus Christianity to everyone that listens to me. Whoever is listening, it's for you. For the believer, for the unbeliever, for the atheist, for the in-between or whatever. This message is for you. The key is for you to understand what is really churchism. Not the traditions. What is the real way to be saved? What is the meaning of a Christian? What does salvation mean? What is salvation for today? What is the way to be saved today? This is what I'm trying to do from now on on Body of Christ Real Talk. And once you accept Jesus or what he did, then I will give you other knowledge, information, connecting the dots. So you can grow stronger, stronger in the faith of God and you will come into the knowledge of the truth. That's what I'm going to start doing on Body of Christ Real Talk. Talking a lot of, about still hitting worldly events, still talking about that. But on my focus, I feel that the spirit of God is leading me to bring reconciliation like I should be doing to him. He already reconciled himself to us. Now we, now the world is not saved need to be reconciled back to him. 2 Corinthians 5 and 18. I will hit a lot of worldly events, but it's going to always be concluded in a biblical lens and perspective. No spin. No spin. Because I want you to be saved, so I'm going to always give you the opportunity to be saved, whether you like it and get tired of hearing it or not. This is not a regular news station. This is a news with a big purpose. What is that? Do I have an agenda? Yes, I have a big agenda for all men and women to be saved and coming to the knowledge of the truth. That's my agenda. I'm putting it out there point blank. Ain't nothing hidden. Okay? God bless you. I love you. Body of Christ Real Talk with more Real Talk news today. God bless you. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Peace out. Left out, baby. <laughs> Peace out. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. 
It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.